Hello, hello. It's Wednesday, March 10th, middle of the week, middle of the day. Uh, Pillars of the Community, episode six. Pleasure, honored to have Mr. Kevin Sheehan sitting across from me. Welcome. Billy Garish. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, my gosh. I always used to say, and I've texted you before, that you smile. When I listen to you, you smile through the radio. <laughs> and, and, you, and you laugh through the radio, too. That's not what everybody thinks. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot of tweets that would uh, debate you on that. But, I, um, I, I, I believe it. But, I mean, kind of to my point, or whatever I'm trying to say, is that your, um, your passion for the thing, which is, speaking of sports, conveys. You know, and, and I would think that radio can sometimes maybe be a hard medium, but uh, you do a good job of it. I appreciate that. Um, it's uh, you know, it's it's interesting because it's not what I've been doing my whole life. I've been doing it for the last seventeen years of my life, and I've loved it. It's been uh, you know, I think it's like that that secret that people always talk about. If you can find something professionally that you love doing, it doesn't seem like work, and that's been a blessing um, for the last seventeen years of my life. That's the idea for sure. Yeah. Um, did you did you know in like so you Walt Whitman, right? Yes. Proud Viking. I am a proud Viking. Like my mom, Mama yeah. G, a, a Viking. Okay. Um, and then UMD. UMD. Awesome. Terp. Yep. Uh, I, we used to call them twerps down there at <laughs> that school down south. Yeah. Duke. But uh, let's stick with the, uh, the yeah. The Maryland's lacrosse program when you were at Duke was a little bit better than Duke's, wasn't it oh, or yeah. no? Oh yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. As good as you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were a decent player. Thank you. Um, That's what I've heard. <laughs> what years were you at Duke? Uh, two thousand. Oh, you're you're so much younger. Two thousand, two thousand five. Yeah. Um, but did you? My initial thought here: Did you know, like, in high school, you're like, I, 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 I read actually Rob Clark's resilient worker thing on you. Okay. Oh yeah, His right. Profile I did two years ago. Right, Rob. He said great. that when you uh, used to travel in sales. Yeah. You'd always listen to uh, the local radio. I did. Sports radio, uh, but does, does it does it go back further than that to like your childhood, growing up, or anything like that, or you always just like to talk? By the way, yes, sir. Make sure you're registering. Are you? Yeah. Give yourself a sound check. Are you coming through with the right levels? I'm coming through the right level. Okay. I'm, yeah. <clears throat> because I'm barely, I, I hear you fine, but it, I'm not hearing you the same way I hear me. Okay. In my ears, which is fine. I okay. just wanted to make sure you were okay, given that you okay seemed like we were off. To, you weren't sure. I think right. we're good. You know where the edit point is here? Yeah. You know how to edit? Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I'll it out. <laughs> you know what? You can edit. It's not that hard. I'll um, it out. And if you can't figure it out, uh, I'll give you I'll, a quick uh, tutorial. Thank you very much. Well, I just wanted to make sure you were recording yourself because I couldn't hear you in my head. I think this is good, my co- good content. Let's just okay. keep going. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is good content. Sure. Um, the question was, did I, as a young part, yeah, I was always a huge sports fan like my father was a big sports fan we were you know one of those families that had redskin season tickets we were so lucky you know among the you know the the, the 55,000 that had them back then and, and so I started going to redskin games when I was a kid and Washington football team games yeah. when I was a kid and Maryland basketball and Maryland football games so I just grew up being a huge sports fan and I did want to do something in sports and I played sports and my first job out of Maryland was as a sports producer 
at Channel 5 working for Steve Buckhantz. I interned there, and Ernie Bauer, who is a legend in this market, is a television director and producer, et cetera, for so many different people. And Steve Buckhantz, they hired me. That was my first job, but in at 23 years old, um, it didn't pay great. <laughs> so I left television and sports altogether for... 16 years basically and didn't get back into it until later in life right, right, yeah right. Uh, so is it so you said sports has certainly been i would imagine when you're in the private sector when you're in sales and stuff that internet company correct yeah um you liked watching sports you like sports you like sports, yeah. period but you didn't want to necessarily be a sports writer you didn't want to necessarily be uh, a coach or something like that it was why why talk um, it wasn't. I, in, in sports broadcasting, I wanted to do play-by-play. That's what I wanted to do. And so when I, I, had, a, I, I had this very brief window, um, 2002-ish, right around there, we, I'd been involved in a company that we had sold, and I had um, sort of a contract to stay on with the company, but uh, I wasn't you know, working in that office, so I, I, I figured out a way to start doing some games. I did Catholic University football games and some basketball games um, and uh, for nothing, uh, which I, was, I, I would have paid them for the opportunity. And then I just I had a friend of mine that knew the guy that ran 980. His name was Bennett Zier. Bennett was the head of Clear Channel here locally that owned a bunch of radio stations, including WTEM 980. And I went in and saw him, and he said – I'll never forget it. He said, well, I listened to the tape you sent, and I put together some tape. He said, I I think you could do this, but, you know, you really have to know a lot about sports. Like, the guys on the station, they really know sports. And I said, and I just looked at him, and I go, yeah, I I can handle that part. (laughs) I I mean, I wasn't, like, cocky, but I – but I was a big fan of the station, and I knew, you know, I, I, I had been listening to guys like Andy Poland and Doc Walker, and and I'm like, I, I can do that. Like, I think I can do that. Um, and so the play-by-play thing turned into me being an update anchor on 980, which quickly, with the biggest break ever um, f- for me, and I bet I wouldn't even be doing this today if this didn't happen. I was doing early morning updates where I arrived at 4.30 a.m., and I did the updates uh, that started at 6 a.m. through 10.40 a.m. every morning. And the woman who had been doing those morning updates, and the reason I got that opportunity is she was on maternity leave, mm-hmm. and her name was Meredith Joseph, and Meredith was awesome. She was great. She was great on the air. And she decided not to come back from maternity leave. If she had come back, I would have been out and I probably would have gone on to do something else, but she never came back. And Tony Kornheiser came back to do a radio show at the station and I was the update anchor and he quickly incorporated me into his show as like a a person on his show. And then I got a bunch of opportunities after that and eventually started hosting shows. So, it was really very fortunate because then I've, I've said this many times, like if I was just giving it like a year to see if it would work out, I wasn't going to move to Paducah, Kentucky yeah, to yeah. start a radio career. Right. You know, I was already at a point in my life. My kids were in schools. We weren't moving, right. you know, and if it didn't work out, I was going to go back to another, you know, startup, some sort of early stage uh, company. And, um, it, it, Meredith, who it was was terrific, 
if she doesn't come, if she comes back from maternity leave and decides that she's going to stay in in sports broadcasting, the opportunities were so few and far between. Like it was so hard to get into it. So I, I don't know if I would have gotten another chance. Uh, remarkable, cool story. Um, so after, you know, being in with startups, uh, your passion, your passion. I would say, I would say talking about sports. Being in the sports business would be your passion, correct? Yeah, I've always loved doing that, yeah. yeah. It finally shone through. Yeah, I mean, I I, I missed, I missed like the entrepreneurial ventures that I had been in, you know, the unpredictability, the risk, you know, and a lot of that stuff. We, I was involved in four different startups over about a 15 year period, something like that. And, um, and I loved all of that, but the biggest thing for me in the moment then is I, it's funny, I just did a podcast with Ryan Keel. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Center. Ryan Keel was a longtime NFL long snapper. In my podcast today, mm-hmm. um, Ryan was a guest on it. Ryan's a Whitman guy too, was an all-met football player, played at UVA, um, then was the guy at Under Armour who um, – who identified Jordan Spieth as a very young up-and-comer and and signed Jordan Spieth to Under Armour. Um, Anyway, we were talking about sort of his NFL career and then into the world of business, and and now he's involved in many entrepreneurial endeavors. And he said, I just – the predictability of football, it just got boring. And for me, I was looking at that point because my kids were young for something – of uh, more normal and simplicity and not being on a plane five days a week and right. being home when my kids were, were young because for the first five years of my oldest, I was gone four to five days a week. Mm-hmm. And so I hated that. So I, lo- I love the routine of this and have for years, even though the podcast that I'm doing is more, um, in, in, in the form of what I would call an entrepreneurial, you know, endeavor like your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is that, are you doing your podcast at your house? I have a studio, um, where I do the radio show and the podcast from. Where is that? Uh, right in Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, morning. So you've always, you said four 30. That's kind of when you earlier in your career, that's an early wake up. Do that you, was an early wake up. And then I had to go to work after I was done doing the updates and I had to go into this company. Yeah. Or, and so that, that, those were long days, but I remember thinking like once I, I get done with this commitment that I had, if this turns into something, it would be great that it's here because mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, at that moment I was just giving it a try, hoping something would happen. And if it didn't, you know, I was going to go back to, you know, sort of a, a, a company, a startup, something like that. You like, you like mornings. I don't, I'm, I'm a late night person and, and an early morning person. If you want to be a sports person, you kind of have to be a late person. I watch, I love watching games. It's been one of the things that I've loved to do, you know, before I even got into this, I love, you know, I love watching games, basketball and and football games in particular. So I do, I will stay up late, but there are nights like, um, not last night, two nights ago, I think I was asleep at like eight 15. Yeah. And you know, woke up at like four, but I I desperately yeah. needed it at that point. <laughs> so yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna grab your sleep when you can grab it. Yeah, you grab it when you grab it. And then sometimes you gotta burn the candle at both ends. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of the of the five pennants that are on your uh, Kevin Sheehan show, your oh my god, show, um, <laughs> you're let me take a guess. Okay, 
of your top. Your top is going to be the Washington football team. It's probably there's a one and a one A. Washington football team, then UND. Yeah, Maryland basketball and and Maryland basketball. I can tell you this: my boys who didn't grow up with a winner football team, that's the thing they care about more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's probably it's probably Washington football team, Maryland basketball, one one A. And I really, I'm one of the few that still that loves our NBA team. I grew up just loving the bullets and yeah. going to all those games and watching them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would probably be the three that I care the most about. I like the Nats a lot. I'm not a hockey guy. I really don't. I love playoff hockey and watching it, but I'm not super passionate about the sport or the caps, Yeah. but it's fine when they win. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. It's better for all of us when they win. Yeah. Have you, um, I remember a conversation we had maybe a couple of years ago about movies. Um, and I think particularly about Tarantino movies. But anyway, we don't have to, we don't have to uh, stay on that topic. But any, any good movies you've uh, recently? You've viewed recently? Oh my God, yes. But I, 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 I the, the Denzel movie that came out on Amazon Prime, I actually really liked and it got panned a little bit. What's it? Um, I'm forgetting the name. Um, it, it's the recent Denzel movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, Denzel, it's hard to not enjoy whatever he's in. It was the one that came out like a month ago, and it was only on um, Amazon it's not, Prime. It's not Fences. No, um, it's um, it's a thriller. It's a drama. The Little Things. The Little Things. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's who, who's the other guy in it? Uh, I'm blanking. Yeah, Remy Malik. Remy Malik was f- phenomenal in yeah, the movie. You know what he was in? Well, he was in Ro- he was in uh, the Queen movie and played Freddie Freddie Mercury. I love and that movie. He was such a good movie. Love that movie. I like that movie a lot more than the Elton John movie Rocket Man. I I agree. I agree. Now the the funny thing about Rocket Man it was it was very much a musical, which caught me by surprise when I went to watch it. It didn't yeah. bother me that it was a musical. But I thought the Queen movie um, with uh, Remy Malek playing um, Freddie Mercury was incredible. And you know what? I actually, speaking of him, and this is in your area of expertise, but like three weeks ago, I spent a whole weekend watching The Pacific. You know, the, the, band, the band of Brothers you yeah, know, sequel, yeah. Hanks, yeah, yeah. which is about the whole Pacific theater. Right. And I've seen it a couple of times. I think it's better um, than Band of Brothers. Huh. Um, have you watched it? No. Remy Malik's in it, and he's exactly. phenomenal in it. He's excellent. That was, that was Tom Hanks, correct? Tom Hanks. But Hanks was involved in both of them, right? Okay. Uh, um, Band of Brothers, is that? And, and Pacific. The Pacific, 10-part series about the Pacific Theater, World War II, all of those you know incredible battles from Pele Lu to you know, Okinawa to you know all of them. Um, it, that, that was... Uh, but but it was essentially you know the band of brothers came out what in early 2000s yeah, yeah. maybe and then the pacific i want to say it came out like 20, maybe 20 2010, 2010. Right. okay um and remy malik's in that and yeah. he's excellent in that and he was the only one if you go back and watch that for anybody that has first of all if you loved band of brothers to me the pacific is just as good if not better yeah. and the reason is is just how brutal that part of the war was mm-hmm. you know the japanese were just an unbelievable opponent unbelievable um and fierce and the whole thing and and where they ended up in some of the places they ended up it was hell on earth yeah. literally yeah. whereas you know i think the european theater was was much different but anyway um 
out of that show, I think Remy Malik is pretty much the only guy that came out of that show and hit it big. I how think. And yeah. How about that? Yeah. He was. Yeah, I just remember Bohemian Rhapsody is one of my maybe top. loved it. Maybe, oh my gosh! Look at this. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is totally serendipitous. Single, taken, and then watching <laughs> Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah. It's like my coffee mug that I'm drinking. Now. Um, I, he, how great would it have been to have been there that Live day Aid. at Live Aid? Aid. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. And then if you can, you can go on YouTube and see. I've watched it so many times. No, no, see Live Aid, but also see a, uh, a side by side the recreation of Remy Malik. I've seen movie, that. Yeah, and it's almost like identical. But yeah, but when you see it, he did a he did a great job. But Freddie Mercury, the charisma. Like the performer was incredible. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the voice was crazy good. But that that would have been really cool to have been there because um, in Wembley that day was not only you know Queen. The lineup included you know U two in their early days. Basically, it was nineteen eighty five, yep. right? And then I think Zeppelin played. The Who played. Elton John. Elton John played. Yeah. And then simultaneously, right there was something going on in Philadelphia, New York. Live 8, which came in 2005, which was also really good. Live 8? Live 8. Okay. If you go back, a lot of Live 8 um, shows exist um, on YouTube. I think that was 2005, and they were in Hyde Park, but also in Philadelphia, I think. But but, um, Live 8, was it Philly and Wembley, or was it New York? I'm not sure. Me neither. I I know know Wembley. I don't know. yeah, there are two concurrent concerts, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so, right? One in one in the states, one in in England. This is what all our, the, this is what our phones are for. Yeah, yeah. This is this um, Live Aid was, uh, you know, the Bob Geldof thing. Um, this is scintillating radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, JFK, Philadelphia. Yeah, it was Philly and Wembley. Got it. Um, simultaneously. Very cool. And uh, back when we cared about like things that really help people, like feeding people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, you're going to play golf, aren't you? I am, but I've got I've got more time. No, no. What's, oh, it's I'm, a 70 degree day. I'm segueing. I'm segueing to golf. Okay. Um, uh, Columbia Country Club. What's your favorite hole? Whoo. <laughs> it's you know as you know it's such a great golf course mm-hmm. it's a treasure my favorite hole is first of all 18 i think it's one of the best 18th holes of any golf course in the area yep it's so beautiful yep. i think 14 is my favorite hole it's not the hole i do well on but i think it's my favorite hole yeah 14 is around the bend yeah right? can you name all the holes no i can't <laughs> Sorry, Johnny Williams. I'm sure will be really upset, <laughs> but I cannot name all the holes. I, uh, I, I, I always I love the names of the holes. I when I so I. Well, what's your favorite hole? Um, eighteen. So I've always loved eighteen. A real quick Billy Garrish story. Um, Billy and his brother-in-law Henry were in the. They were two-man partners, and Michael Crilly and I, two-man partners, and we faced off against Billy and Henry. This is I don't know seven years ago, whatever it was, and it's an early morning tea time, and Billy shows up to T one in a pink polo, jeans, and loafers with no socks. Uh-huh. <laughs> True story, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then your brother-in-law, which you know he'll if he's listening to this. 
he'll be like, okay, enough already. You've told that story too many times. Your brother-in-law was a 15 on the card, and he went out basically two under through the first six holes <laughs> <laughs> and shot like 78 or whatever. Yeah. And we, we didn't even make it across. Um, we didn't even make it across the tracks. Um, yeah, but you really did. You showed up to hole number one, pink polo, jeans, loafers, no socks, and thought that that was appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I my brother-in-law Henry is a golfer. He is a golfer, he, but you're not terrible. I'm not terrible, but he he signs. I like playing with him. The two-man tournament, <clears throat> what you're speaking about, yeah, you know, it gives you a reason to get out there. You get a date every month, mm-hmm. so I got to get out there and swing them. So that, that, that's why. Well, saying. you get a, you get a date every month if you win. If you win. Yeah, Curly and I have not made it out of the date and play-in game. We in the playing match, yeah. and he's convinced. By the way, the best part about that day is Michael, who you know takes this stuff real seriously with like scouting reports. He's like, "Look, I think we're we're fine." B- Billy's like this teacher at Modern Day. Everybody knows he's not much of a golfer, and his brother-in-law. I don't know much about him, but he's a fifteen, and he's like, "I think we got a chance." I'm like, uh, "Okay, well, whatever." And I think Henry birdied one, parred two, and birdied three. And I looked at Crilly and I said, that was a shitty scouting report, man. <laughs> that was a terrible scouting report. Yeah, go back, back to the drawing board. Yeah. They, um, I think that um, <laughs> that's, that's maybe the first time that I got to, we, we got to spend time with each other. Yeah. Uh, significant time. And I was like, I think on number six, Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, there. It's like, you on you on TV before let you're, up? Are you on TV or something? And I'm like Henry. What? what is, he says he's in sports. What does he do? He's like, yeah, he's got a radio show. I'm like, ah, he's got a good voice for the radio show. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a face for radio, yeah, yeah, is yeah, what yeah, you were yeah. really thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that well, was a fun day. <laughs> sort of, day? not really. Nice. Um, <laughs> when you when you get closed out, when you get closed out, essentially on 13, it's not a great day. Um, but we had a good time, and, and the company was awesome. And I remember. I remember Curly going, Jesus, he's a 15. And Henry was apologizing like the whole way. He's like, look, I swear, I put in every score, but you caught me at the wrong time because I just started playing well. And sure enough, the handicap like two weeks later was like 11. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Funny how that works. It's like Murphy's Law. The toast always falls butter side down. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to wrap and uh, thanks for coming out. Yeah, it's great. Anytime. I, yeah. I, this was fun. I want to get you over there for the golf and everything, take advantage of the weather. Yeah. Um, but you're uh, 980, 6 to 9. Yep. Every day, every weekday. And then, the, and then your podcast. And the podcast Kevin, with those Kevin horrible Shane looking show. pennants, which we're going to change <laughs> soon. Anyway, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. All right. My pleasure. Good to, good to see you and good luck with this. Thank you. All right, Bill. Fun.